right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 126 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, I hope you enjoy this show. And I hope you consider subscribing to the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. Well, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. We are up 0.4 this week. Total pounds lost for February is 0.2. Total pounds lost since January 2019 is 155 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to the 175 milestone is 20 pounds. Total pounds remaining to get to to get to the 200 pound milestone is 45 pounds. Week 11 of the consistency challenge ended with a success and we are on to week 12. No changes planned. So last week we talked about circumstances becoming obstacles. And I want to kind of branch off a little bit more on that because I've been I've been dealing with some stuff health-wise I talked about in that episode. I have some skin issues that have I had told you about. Since then, I finally had a appointment with a dermatologist. This appointment ended up being a terrible experience. I went into the doctor's office on Saturday morning. I was anxious for answers because of all of the things I was dealing with. And all I wanted was relief. I sit out there. I hand in my paperwork. I get called for my appointment. And I go into the exam room. The medical assistant comes in, asks me a few questions. I tell them what's going on, why I'm here. Tell them that since basically since the week of Christmas, the temperature dropped and I felt like my skin got really dry at that time. And there was so much itching going on. And I I assimilated the temperature dropped to my skin drying out and that's why I was itching this is honestly what I believed my problem to be skin being dry 
I explain all of this to her. I explain all of the self-medicating I have been doing with Cetaphil and all kinds of other kind of special soaps and everything like that. She wrote all this down, did all everything that she needed to do, basically told me that the doctor would be in shortly. The doctor comes in and barely makes eye contact. So what are you here for today? And I start to explain to him the same thing I explained to the nurse. He didn't look at my skin. He didn't look at anything. All he said was, well, we'll prescribe this cream or pay me $250 for your deductible to have a biopsy. You may not get answers even with that. So I I persisted, wanting to make sure he looked at least at my leg because itching was so bad that I was opening wounds on my leg. Everything would calm down just enough for them to start healing. And then I would have another scratching fit. I would open the wound even bigger. It came to the point where I was scared that I would receive an infection because I have lymphedema in that leg. And I, I pointed out, I made him look at it. His reaction when he sees the wounds is, yeah, well, they're not infected, so you're doing pretty good there. Basically, he tells me, where's all of the itching happening? He says, is it all over your body? And I said, yes, it's all over my body. So it's not just on your arms and legs, he says. No, it's not just on my arms and legs. It's my whole body. He goes, okay, so I'm going to prescribe this cream if you want that, and it's going to be a, a jar. He's holding his hands in as if he was holding a coffee cup. You know, when someone, when you're enjoying coffee in the morning and you have your hands wrapped on both sides of the cup, that's the way he has his hands. I said, okay, fine. I'll take the uh, lotion. I go to the pharmacy to pick it up. They hand me a tube that's like the size of my index finger. I had just finished telling him that the medication needed to go all over my whole body and the pharmacy hands me a tube the size of my index finger. So right away I think that the pharmacy got it wrong. And I go to the pharmacist and I say, no, no, this can't be right. I I need this for my whole body. This can't be enough. And they look in the computer and say, well, this is what they ordered. I gave you exactly what was ordered. I immediately go to my car and I try to call the doctor's office. I left there. I, I mean, it took me 20 minutes maybe at, at the most to get to the pharmacy. There were four people in the waiting room still when I left. And the phone call was go straight to voicemail, after hours message. No one was answering the phone. I was so aggravated at this moment. I decide to go home with the medication I was given. I'm, I'm livid, absolutely livid. Don't know what to do at this point. I can't get a hold of the doctor's office because the, the phone calls are not going through. What, what can I do? I decided to go to urgent care. And I didn't tell the person, the doctor in the urgent care, that I saw the dermatologist. I just pretend I didn't have a dermatologist appointment. And the urgent care doctor checked me out. 
and he gave me an antibiotic out of fear that the leg would get infected. That was the same fear I had. And he also gave me steroids to take. He said it would help calm down the, the skin this way, give myself time to heal. And then I needed to find a dermatologist. Okay, fine. And I started on those meds. Now, since I have been on those meds, here we are. It is Wednesday that I'm recording this. I had my worst night Monday night. My worst night. The leg had stopped itching. On Sunday, when I started taking the medication, I tried to wrap my leg like I normally would. And the pressure from putting the wrap around my leg was causing irritation on the wounds. So I decided to take the wrap off. On Monday, when I approached the day, I said, I'm not going to bother wrapping it because why deal with the pressure? I left the leg unwrapped. I go through the day and when, when I decided not to wrap my leg and you have lymphedema, the fluid collects in your leg throughout the day. The morning would be the smallest that the leg is going to be because you've been sleeping, you're laying down. That day, the leg is expanding and expanding and expanding. The fluid is collecting in the leg. I didn't see this coming when I decided not to wrap my leg because I wasn't itching anymore and I wasn't worried about it. But as the leg collected with fluid, it got enough fluid in there that the skin started to stretch. But I didn't, what I didn't see coming was the pain that would come at the wounds from the skin stretching. And Monday night was my worst night. Since all of this happened, Christmas, New Year's, whenever it started. We're going to take a break. I'll be right back. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed 
I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. Recently, I was reflecting, as I do on a normal basis, I randomly will reflect back to certain times of my journey, whether it's since the beginning of Weight Watchers in 2019 or just my entire life. And I was recently reflecting back because I noticed something that I I thought was really important to not just talk about here, but to celebrate kind of just a few years ago. It was 2021. My knee was probably in the worst shape of, its, of my life. So I started my journey in 2019. And so we're talking about two years in approximately. I had introduced exercise into my life and I was up, you know, getting up there in p- trying to push my limits. And my knee was getting worse and worse and worse. So it came to right around holiday time, 2021, where it was so bad, I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to put like Christmas decorations up. That's how bad my knee was. And I was talking to myself and saying, okay, by January, by the end of January, I want to not only find a surgeon, but really get serious in talking about a knee replacement because I don't want the knee to hold me back. And I didn't just talk about it like on the podcast, but I also talked about it. I do like my walk videos and I posted a walk video on Facebook. Someone that is a friend with me on Facebook sent me a private message after seeing the video and said, you should try this stuff. It changed my life. I don't have knee pain anymore because I started taking this. She sends me a link from Amazon, and it's something called proteolytic enzymes. Proteolytic enzymes are designed for your gut. They're designed for gut health. But there are ingredients in them that help joint health. So in a byproduct of 
trying to chase gut health, you end up helping your joints. And she instructed me that I would not feel anything for at minimum three months. So that if I was going to try and do this, that I should right off the bat buy three months worth to make sure that I stuck to it. I looked at it. One month supply is $20. So I said, all right, what do I got to lose? I'm talking about getting a knee replacement. What do I got to lose? What's another $60? I bought all three months worth, just like she said. And I took it religiously. I took three capsules a day. I mean, I basically, you have to take it on an empty stomach. So when you wake up in the morning, first thing you do is take these three pills. Now, I had started taking this, let's say beginning in November. Did it religiously. November, December, January. I was just about seven days, six or seven days from the three-month mark. And I was doing one of my weekend walks, and I noticed out of nowhere that I had zero pain. And I said, holy crap, I don't feel any pain in the knee. And that was enough to convince me. I kept buying it. And I have not. I still take it to this day. Here we are. Now I'm taking it for years at this point. I noticed the other day, I ran downstairs to go and see who was at the door. And I saw it was a package, whatever, bring it in. Close the door. And then I ran upstairs. I ran up the stairs. And when I got to the top of the steps, you know, you do things mindlessly. You do things without thinking about them. I got to the top of the steps and I said, well, that was different. I didn't even hesitate. I ran up the stairs. It didn't, not only did it not bother my knee, my knee actually felt really good. (laughs) And I just, I can't believe that that decision, that simple decision to take those pills when I mean, I could have easily said, oh, yeah, you're crazy. My knee is different. Things are different for me. They're not the same as they are for you. And I could have completely ignored what she said. As most people would. Because everybody wants to believe that their problems are the worst. And it's different for them. And the reason why are the way they are can't be fixed. And that's all there is to it. A lot of people, they just want to go through life. The, the martyr. They don't want to try anything. They don't want to find out that they missed on something and they've been missing their life. And they would rather believe that they're deteriorating. If this is it, this is what it is for them, than to actually know that something could have helped all this time. In this moment, when I ran up the stairs, I thought to myself, what if I never bought those pills? Where would I be right now? Would I have gotten the knee replacement? Or would I have, would I be even worse now? Would I be not exercising? Would I be as successful as I am today, 155 pounds down, had I not taken these pills? And then it got me thinking even more. Since the beginning of this whole itching thing, I never once slowed down, never once as much sleep as I was losing because I would be up scratching. It didn't matter. I, when it was time to work out, I worked out. When it was time to rest, I rested. The stress from it all didn't lead me to any refrigerator. It is what it is. I just did what was necessary. What if I didn't do that? What if I didn't exercise because I was 
so bothered by my skin? What if I went to the refrigerator because of all the stress that my skin was causing me? It could have gone so many ways. And you never realize it until after the fact when you're thinking back on everything, right? And you finally realize what has actually happened, which didn't seem so significant in the moment. But all of a sudden, you know, it, it all presents itself to you as the afterthought. I'm not trying to boast here. I'm not trying to boost myself up and say I'm better because of it and all this other stuff. I say all of this to you because I'm trying to point out what has happened because of it. There's a line in the creed. And the line goes, I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. Every single line in this creed has come to life in my journey at some point, in some way, shape, or form. Sometimes I don't know it right away. Sometimes I realize it after the fact. But there's so much, there's so much meaning in this creed to me. And that's why I wrote it. And I would love to believe if you would have asked me, I don't know, six months ago, if I lived that. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I would have told you then that I live it based on the choices I made. I can look back to the basically the week between Christmas and New Year's. And I could say I've probably been tested more in this last month in regards to those two lines or that line in the, in the creed than I ever have. And if I can make it through this past month, then I could definitely do more. And whatever I did before that I thought made me be able to live up to those two lines was nothing compared to dealing with this. You see, those lines, they're so much deeper than work. Work is just a four-letter word that I placed there. You could literally substitute that word with a different word, and this entire section takes a completely new meaning in the creed. You could substitute the word work for love. I will love myself when I want to, I will love myself when I don't. I will love myself when they are cheering. I will love myself when they won't. When you do these things for yourself, when you get up and you do the exercise you plan to do, when you do that food prep, when you do all of these things that all contribute to the healthy lifestyle you're trying to live, these are all forms of love you express toward yourself. I will love myself when I want to. I will love myself when I don't. I will love myself when they are cheering. I will love myself when they won't. It changed, didn't it? 
the work you do for yourself in your journey shows the love you have for yourself. It is a form of love. I want to talk to the parents out there for a second. If these things that they say will make you successful in the healthy lifestyle we're trying to live, when they're talking about tracking, when they're talking about food prep, there's all these things that they, you add together, going for doing exercise, all these things. You make the whole list out. that These are the things that are supposed to do that you'll become successful in a healthy lifestyle. All of you who are parents, if someone told you, if some doctor told you, if you did all of these things for your child, your child would become healthy. If you tracked for your child, if you food prepped for your child, if you uh, did exercise for your child, if all of these things that you do for, you're supposed to do for yourself, if a doctor said if you did all of those things for your child, your child would be successful. There's not a single one of you that wouldn't do it. You would do it in a second because the love for the child supersedes everything. It supersedes the love for the self. The love you have for your child, you would give your life for your child. It is that that biblical love that they talk about. Agape love. The love that God has for his children that he gave, he sacrificed his life for his children so they would have a, a way to make it back to him. So, you would give your life for your child the same exact way. And if a doctor told you that doing all of these things would make your child successful, you would do it in a heartbeat. Yet the doctor tells you to do it for yourself and you're not willing to do it. I will love myself when I want to. I will love myself when I don't. I will love myself when they are cheering. I will love myself when they won't. Substitute that word. Substitute work for love. And start dropping everything in your life for yourself. For once in your life, Know what it is to have the same love for yourself that you would give to your children. Have the same love for yourself that God has for you. And be willing to sacrifice what you think is important to give yourself a little bit of success. Because your health, your life, you being here is more important than the things you think you need in your life. The things you told yourself, oh, I can't live without that. I love that food. I love that food. These are the things I need to have in order to enjoy life. 
You've told yourself those things, and yet some of those things are the actual things that are taking your life. Because there is no balance. So many of us come into the idea that we want a healthy lifestyle. We come into it thinking, but I want it on my terms. We come into it thinking, I'm willing to do that, but not these things. And you do these trade-offs of what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do, or what I shouldn't have to do and what you're willing to do. And you make these bargaining things in your head. What these things here should be enough to get to where I want to be. I'm not going to pay attention to the rest of those things. This is our life in our own hands. This is how we handle our own life. This is how much love we have for ourselves. That we will look at the simple rules of a healthy lifestyle program that we decided to choose and we will say, these things are necessary, those things are not, I'll deal with these because I'm comfortable with these and the rest. And then when it doesn't work, we blame the system and we quit on ourselves. The one thing we never take into the healthy lifestyle is the knowledge, the, the truth that if you could do anything without any of the rules, if you could skip any of the actual rules, most likely you wouldn't be in the position you're in in the first place. This is the truth. This is the truth of it all. Think of whatever rules, parameters there are in every single weight loss system. And think of the ones you're not willing to do. If you could get away with not doing them, you probably wouldn't need this anyway. And yet here you are, listening to me. And this is how we take our lives and we treat them. That we are not even willing to do the simplest of rules to the healthy lifestyle we have decided to follow. We are not willing to do the simplest of things. Oh, that takes too much time. That shouldn't be necessary. I'm not doing that. How often do you go outside, get in your car and say, you know what? It takes too much time. I'm not stopping at any red lights today. Not a single one. I'm going through every single one. I don't care what's in front of me. You don't do that, right? Because you love yourself not to do that. You love yourself enough not to do that. Because the ramifications of that are immediate. The ramifications of you going through a red light can happen in the moment that you go through the red light. The ramifications of you making the food choices that you make on a daily basis, they don't come for a very long time. And then oftentimes we forget how many times we make the choices that cause those ramifications. We forget them completely. And we say, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why is all of this happening to me? What did I do so wrong? 
You made the choices. The position you're in in your health are because of the choices you made. Now there's people that have conditions and they're on medication. They're all kinds of all the things. There's this guy. I wish I saved the video. And he explained how every single problem, health problem there is, it was created because of something we eat. So all of the things that are wrong in your body were created because of something we eat. And it's all connected to what is going on to the body in the gut because of what we put in there. And it made so much sense. And I wish I saved it, but hopefully one day I'll find it. But he was an older gentleman and it was on YouTube that I saw this clip. And it just, everything made so much sense. Everything that he said made so much sense. Because we live in a land where the food... Some of the food that is supposed to be so simple has the most ingredients. Come on, let's let's think about some of these things for a second. Do you ever look at the things that they say are good to eat and wonder what they are? I mean, okay, if you took butter, if you took real butter and you melted it in the microwave and then you stuck it in the refrigerator, what would happen to the melted butter? It would solidify again, wouldn't it not? I can't believe it's not butter spray. You put that in the fridge, it stays liquid. It doesn't solidify like butter does if you make that to become liquid. So what is, I can't believe it's not butter? What is it? You put that in the fridge, it's supposed to be butter, right? The name of the product says it's not butter. What are we eating? doesn't re-solidify. It stays liquid. What did they do to it? What is it? I can't believe it's not butter. And we eat this stuff. I can't believe it's not butter. They're telling you in the name. Velveeta cheese product. Cheese product. It's not, that means it's not cheese, right? I mean, that's, that's what it means to me. They can't call it cheese, so it says cheese product. What is it actually made of? What are we putting in our bodies? This is the stuff we need to educate ourselves on. Otherwise, we're just going to keep making bigger problems for ourselves. We're trying. We're sitting here and trying to do the right thing. And they tell you, if you choose these foods, you'll do the right thing. Yet, when you look at, I mean, some of these things have so many ingredients. When you look at the original natural product, the one that's supposed to be bad for you, there's like not even a fraction of them. If the natural product had 10 ingredients, whatever it is, then the the product that's supposed to be good for us has like 40 I'm just throwing numbers out here, but this gives you an idea. And so many of them you can't even pronounce. So what is it really? What is it really made of? What are we putting in our bodies? What kind of love are we showing ourselves that we're willing to do to become healthy? There's so much we need to learn. There's so much that still... (sighs) I can't make you get this. Everything we do, you can substitute that word work for love. 
everything we do for ourselves. You could easily do that. When we see, if we really are honest and look at ourselves with an honest eye and we see how much damage we cause in our own lives, how recklessly we treat our own lives, we really need to get our head on straight. We need to see what we're doing. If we can substitute that word work for love, and we apply it to the healthy weight loss life that we're trying to live. And yet there's so much we don't know. So much we could be causing even more problems because we are so obsessed with having the things, the comforts that we have. And they tell you, okay, this one is okay, that one's not okay, this one is more points, that one's less points. And yet... God only knows what's in the thing that has less points. Where if we just found balance with all of the things that are natural, maybe we would be able to live a life that we couldn't imagine otherwise. If we stayed away from all of the stuff that has 40 and 50 ingredients that we can't pronounce, how much differently would we would be living In the end of it all, it's about you. It's about the best version of you actually stepping foot on this earth. Because right now, he or she, not here. And you know that. And you know it's possible for them to be here. But we've decided that all of these things, some of them are necessary and some of them are not. And we never see that all of the things we decided are not necessary are probably the bars we have put placed on that better version of ourselves. And we said, hey, listen, you can come as long as you can stay behind these bars. You can stay in this cell and then, okay, you could join me. But if you can't stay in this cell, then you you can't be here. Because this is where I want to be I don't want to be anywhere outside of that because it makes me uncomfortable. You need to decide, do you want what you say you want? Do you not want what you say you want? There's no bargaining here. There are certain rules and parameters that will make you successful. And if you follow them all, maybe you're not accurate. Maybe you're about 90, 95%. But you do them all. And you do that consistently, 90-95%. Sooner or later, that better version of you will actually be here. But when you start excluding stuff and saying, no, I'm not willing to do that, I'm not willing to do that either, it will never happen. It will never happen until you realize all of the things are needed, no matter how accurate or inaccurate you're doing them, they are all needed in some way, shape, or form. There's no skipping, there's no shortcuts, there's no anything. The the healthy body is the only thing you can't buy. You have to actually do the work, you have to actually do the, the earn your way to that healthy body. You have to love yourself enough to get that body. Do you love yourself enough? 
If you do, start doing what's required right now. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.